this dugout, this locker room, this house where we're at, winners win. We're dogs and we win. And the guys bought in. Welcome to episode 192 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. For a sixth time in franchise history, the Okotoks Dogs are the top dogs of the Western Canadian Baseball League. In front of a packed Seaman Stadium, the Dogs clinched the title with a 4-1 win over the Moose Jaw Miller Express Thursday night. Brady Baltus pitched six innings of two-hit ball, leaving it to the bullpen to finish things up. Offensively, Alex Stuffed had two hits and two RBI, while McCoy Pierce and Caleb Lombard also drove in runs. It was quite the roller coaster of a series, with the Dogs winning Game 1 12-3 on Tuesday. Then both teams had to make that long trek to Roswell's Park on Wednesday, where Moose Jaw prevailed 3-1 in a pitcher's duel, setting the stage for the winner-take-all matchup. For the full game story, head to albertadugoutstories.com. We have plenty of post-series interviews to get to on the podcast so let's get right to it we'll start with the playoff mvp brendan luther the dogs leadoff hitter and shortstop followed up an impressive regular season by hitting 448 with 13 hits including a homer and three rbi in seven games brendan luther 2022 wcbl champions how does that sound uh you know i talked to you at the start of the year that's what i wanted to say and i'm glad we got to sound that way how does it sound when I say Brendan Luther 2022 WCBL playoff MVP? Uh, did not think that was going to be coming, but you know what? I, I couldn't have done it without the guys here. So I, it, it's just, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. You were hitting the skin off the ball all playoff, and, and especially in this series, you hit a, a home run, and you could see the joy in your face when you hit that dinger. But walk us through what was working for you through the playoffs, and frankly, during the regular season as well. Uh, you know, I think I brought it over from school. I was just seeing the ball really well, sticking to my approach. I mean, we had an unreal lineup here, so it's it's very easy to get hits when, you know, you're surrounded with so many good hitters. It's it's just, you know, I couldn't have done it without the other the other guys in this team. What's the mindset of a guy who's hitting leadoff for this team? Is it just get on base at all costs? Walk us through your mindset trying to uh, lead off this order. Yeah, I mean, this playoffs, my only goal is to get to first base every game. Uh you know, we have so many good hitters behind us that I knew if I got to first, like today I was going to score in the first inning, and, and you know, that, that's been my whole mentality the whole year. It's got to be kind of cool. I mean, double champion now. You, you pick it up in, in Okanagan, and then you, you pick it up here. What's that mean to you? I, it's special. This is, you know, this is a year I'm never going to forget. It's, you know, just the groups I played with, it's, they're so special, and, you know, this is an amazing year for me. You've got a lot of Okanagan teammates here as well. What's that mean to you to be able to, uh, to accomplish this feat with them beside you for both of them? Well, they're, they're my family. They're, you know, those guys I've played with for four years, and we've done everything together, and just to share two championships with them, it's like I couldn't ask for anything else. Walk us through the moment when you realized, hey, we got a shot at taking this. Do you know, did, did you know on the bench that... This is this is for real. Did you when when did the game turn for you? Uh, you know, I, I think it was the way Balti was throwing today. He came out, and, you know, he was zoned in from four o'clock on, and you know, as soon as he stepped on the mound, we we knew all we need to do was score a couple, and we're going to win a game. Uh, when tugboat goes onto the mound, what goes through your mind? It's over. That's it. It's over. It's done. He's one of the best arms I've ever played with, and you know, just standing at shortstop, I don't have to worry about getting a ground ball because. He's that guy. 
Final question for you. What does it mean to you to have had the summer and, frankly, the spring as well? Uh, what does it mean to you to, to have accomplished all that you have this uh, this year? Uh, you know, I think that this, this has been my goal. I had two years off of COVID, and, you know, the year before that we lost, and I didn't really ever want to feel like that loser again. And, you know, I... I just I, I wanted to win so bad, and I'm glad we did. Brennan, congratulations. Job well done. Thank you. Thank you. Also in the conversation for MVP had to be Micah McDowell. He also had a solid regular season and was great in the playoffs, hitting 367 with Homer and 10 RBI. The Dogs Academy alum and Oregon State outfielder also stole two bases in that championship clincher. Micah, first off, 2022 WCBL champions. How does that sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. We had a plan set from the start of the year, and uh, we accomplished that goal. So it feels good. feels really good. After that first game, did it feel like you maybe overlooked what was happening for game two or what happened in game two, and then how did you turn things around for game three? Yeah, I wouldn't say overlooked. We knew where they were going to come out. It's a long bus ride, seven hours, so that could have had something to do with it. But at the end of the day, we had to go out and compete, and we didn't play our best, but glad we got the job done tonight. Big relief off the shoulders for sure. What was the turning point in this game for you? When did you realize that maybe this might be the real deal? As soon as Tugboat went in the game. I mean, that guy's lights out. He's fun to watch, and uh, you just know he's going to shut it down. Sure. Talk about that. Ca- I, you had a couple of them. Uh, one that knocked. It's, it looked like it uh, it knocked the wind out of you. Uh, what was that? Uh, what happened there? I uh, just rolled over my wrist on the slide. Uh, kind of jammed it up a little bit, but uh, trainer came out and it was pretty fine after that. But uh, yeah, just trying to put my body on the line for all my pitchers because they pitched a great series overall. This was one of those games where y- y- it looked like everybody was balling out. Is that the uh, Was that the attitude going into this one? Yeah, for sure. We just knew we had to score first, and as soon as we scored first, everyone could relax and we could play our game. Uh, I think we were just tight a little bit in the second game for sure. But, uh, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Talk a little bit about winning it here. Uh, it's got to be a little extra special because I know you're an academy kid it probably means a little bit more having dreamed to do this. Oh, for sure. I mean, watching the games in the academy growing up, it was, it was crazy just seeing how many fans come out, and I think it's the most fans I've seen in the stadium uh, ever, and it was awesome. Talk about that 2019 experience and being a part of that and, and maybe showing the kids on this team uh, what it takes to win. Oh, uh, for sure. That 2019 team was unbelievable. A lot of great players on that team, and uh, just watching them go about their business every day and learning from them and... Uh, bringing that core group of guys that watched that team in 2019 and uh yeah i think we had a great culture overall on the team and uh we played hard every day which one's sweeter 2019 or 2022 (laughs) i'm gonna have to say 2022 i did a little bit more for this one Fair enough. Micah, congratulations. Job well done. Thank you. Appreciate it. The crowd at Seaman Stadium might not have been any louder than when Matt Wilkinson took to the mound. Another Dogs Academy grad, the chance of tugboat rang clear into the southern Alberta sky. The lefty split the season as a starter and reliever, but prevailed as the playoff closer, picking up two saves and striking out 12 in just four appearances, including four Ks and two innings to close out the final. Our Ian Wilson caught up with him post-game. Matt... First of all, congratulations, uh, 2022 Western Canadian Baseball League champion. How does that sound? Sounds pretty good. Good way to cap off the summer for sure. Especially uh, just two months ago, I won, I dogpiled, and now I get to do it again. It's, it was awesome, especially from being from this town and doing everything for. It was, it was just awesome. I spoke to you the other day, and you said, "Hey, this is something you dreamed of uh, from the academy days, going to high school here." <laughs> 
here it is. This is the moment. What it, just walk me through some of the emotions. Oh yeah, just growing up out of high school, it's always been a dream to play for this team. And when I got the chance to in 2019, and I was, I'd say, a decent, decently big part of that team. And and then come back this year and really help the team win is probably one of the, my favorite experiences in dogs history. Yeah. <laughs> um, walk me through some of the emotions as well. You're, you're an emphatic guy on the mound. Uh, tonight you've got this crowd, 5,500 people chanting tugboat uh, in the latter stages of the game. You're the guy on the mound who gets to, to close it out. Uh, what, what were some of the emotions that were going on just uh, trying to seal this thing and see it through? Emotions were there. I definitely were. I was nervous going into this game. Uh, I mean, if you're not nervous, I feel like you're, you're not really wanting to play. Like, it's just like this normal thing. And it's what you work for. I work for big moments like that. I love I love the pressure. I love I love being put in difficult spots because I can just prove people wrong that I'm who they... I love when people chirp me, and <laughs> I love that because then I can just go strike that guy out and let him know that I'm the bigger person, and I'm going to strike you out. You were a part of the 2019 team. You pitched in that playoff uh, run. This is a different season. You had a, a bigger role in this team. How do you compare the two, or, or do you compare the two at all? I'd say two completely different teams. Like this team, I think it was because I'm older now and I'm not. I'm not in high school, but I felt like this team. I've never seen a group of 30 people in a span of two months. I could call my best friends for life. Uh, we became such a tight group. We became best friends in a sense and I mean I, it's hard to put into words it's just like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna love every one of these guys for a very long time so obviously you know you guys have done everything this season wins record you know everything did you, did you feel pressure to cap it off this way no not at all uh, I felt the, the the moment we make ourselves feel like there's pressure on us is the moment I feel like we crumble and I feel like we don't play as a team as well as we do, but uh, when we just go out there and have fun and keep doing our thing, like no one's going to beat us. That's how we thought. Is that just a mindset? Is it hard to get to that point, or how, how do you get to that point? Uh, not it's not. It, it's a mindset for sure, yeah. But it's also just like remembering this is just a game, and uh, at the end of the day, you're here to have fun. And I get you're in college and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, it's just a game, and it's summer ball, and we love to have fun, and no better way than do a dog ball. And what was it like over the last 24 hours that were bouncing back from the agency to obviously a long drive, uh, I'm sure it's been fatiguing 48 hours for you so what was that like getting back today? Really it's tough for sure. Short sleep, we got into Med Hat around 4 last night, uh, got up at 10.30, 11, we left at 11, came back here by 2 and then BP at 4.30 so didn't have much to rest, didn't have much to really prepare. We kind of just showed up and played as a team the rest is history. Another Dogs Academy product who had a major impact on the playoffs was Ricky Sanchez. The infielder hit 345 with a homer and 7 RBI, including hitting for the cycle in Game 1 against Brooks. After a ton of selfies and autographs, he snuck away for a chat with me after the win. Ricky, first off, 2022 WCBL champions, how does that sound? Ah, uh, sounds amazing. I can't believe it. Uh, we worked hard for this and we did it. We, we reach our goal. Walk us through the moments in the dugout as the innings are going on. Is it super loose? Is it super stressful? What's it like as the innings are wearing on? Uh, no, we just took like three deep breaths and then we were ready to go. We didn't have any pressure. And then as soon as we went up by three and then my Wilkinson came in, 
I mean, when that guy's in the mound, it's electric. It's game over. No one is going to touch him. I love that dude. I played with him since high school, and he just keeps getting better and better and better every day. Talk us through the the game itself. Was there a turning point for you where you realized this is this is the real deal? This is actually going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was just excited. I, I, I mean, we did it. So time to celebrate, right? Talk about the series and the ups and downs, the travel, everything involved with it. What was it like from a player perspective? What was it from a, a dugout perspective to have to deal with the ups and downs like that? Um, it was pretty tough. Traveling was pretty tough. We got to Medicine Hat at like 4 a.m. and I had to wake up early, then travel again. I mean, we had a rough game. Congrats on their pitching. They were pretty good yesterday, but today they, they weren't going to beat us at home. What was it about being at home that, that got this team fired up as much as it did? The fans. The fans. Like, we, we're not losing in front of our crowd. Never. How special is it from your perspective to be able to do it in front of the hometown crowd? And especially given that you came up in high school through this program, it, it probably was kind of on your bucket list heading into heading into the year. Oh, yeah. Well, at home is just an advantage. We have such big fans. They get into the game. I love it. And they're a big part of this. They're a big part of this. Respect to them. Well, and, and you obviously mean a, it means a lot to you as well. I mean, you look at uh, how many autographs you've been signing, the selfies. I mean, what's it mean to you to be able to do that part? Well, it's always an awesome moment to do it at home, right? In front of your fans, in front of everything. It's just a pretty cool moment. That's what you want, winning at home. What does it mean to you to be able to do it in front of the crowd while also being an academy kid as well? You kind of grew up wanting to do this in yeah. high school, right? It's just being a goal for me, and I reach it, and then we're going to do, do it again next year. Final question for you. What does it mean to you to be able to be crowned 2022 WCBL champions? It's fantastic. I love it. It means everything to me. <laughs> oh. They love you here, Ricky. Congratulations. Thank Job you. well done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. A big part of the dog's success was the contributions from the bottom of the order. Outfielder and academy product Alejandro Cazorla turned in a great performance this season and followed it up in the playoffs by hitting 417 with two doubles, two triples, and a pair of ribbies. First off, uh, 2022 WCBL champions. How does that sound? Uh, pretty remarkable right now. It's kind of hard to believe how fast the summer flew by, but since the day we got here in early May, obviously we didn't have a whole group, but we knew what the picture was in mind. We had a core group of guys that had saw what winning looks like on this diamond, and we wanted to do exactly that at the end of it. So at the end of the day, we had our struggles, but we all came together at the end, and you know, you can't even put into words what this feels like right now. Talk about that grind of this final series going between Moose Jaw and here, the ups and downs of a big win, then a tough loss, and then coming back to your barn. What was that like from a, a player perspective and, and within your dugout? Well, obviously, you know, game one at home, you know, went our way, you know, to a certain extent. And it was almost like we came a little flat out in Moose Jaw. Uh, almost like we all felt like we already won it and uh, it was a really good lesson for a lot of us to learn uh, especially up a game in the series and we came back especially with a lot of seniors on our team we, we let everyone know what the deal was you know it doesn't matter at the end of the year that we broke the record it doesn't matter that we'd swept up to this point you know it was just the last game and we did what we had to do to win it and you know it means that much more right now. One of the things I noticed watching this one was everybody's balling out. What was the message heading into this one uh, to make sure that you came, came home with the, with the W? The message was just do it for the guy next to you. The guy to the left and right of you at the end of the day. Like This is such a team game, and if everyone's trying to get it done themselves, which we kind of got into yesterday, uh, it's not going to go our way. And 
you know, from the get-go, lead-off guy on, lead-off guy out, you know, guys doing jobs, clean defense, you know, all around, everyone just doing everything for each other is what really boosted the team as a whole and was able to get it done tonight. Was there a moment during this game where you kind of took that step back and go, we're doing this? It wasn't really a moment. I think it was just from step one. We, we all knew what was at stake, and there was never really a moment we let back because we know what happens when we let back. You know, it showed yesterday. So inning by inning, it was all about, you know, fighting for a run and fighting for those outs each inning, in and out, and, you know, got it done at the end of the day. How tough was it to keep those emotions in check as the innings went on and you could feel the momentum, especially with the crowd at hand, uh, really going your way? Oh, absolutely. And it's really easy to get caught up in that, especially in the later innings. Uh, but, you know, we were good to keep uh, stay with each other towards the end. You know, even if some calls weren't going our way, you know, we had that lead. And as long as we stayed with each other till the end, you know, things were going to go our way. And that's exactly what we stuck with. You've been with this program for a while now. What's it mean to you to be able to not only win it, but win it at home? It means everything. I was kind of joking earlier about today how uh, we trained four years for this moment, me and a couple of our buddies. Uh, but, you know, it, it really is that special. All of our academy coaches, you know, obviously the college coaches who saw us growing up throughout the academy, uh, and especially, you know, Joe Sargent, who gave me the opportunity to come back on this team and give me an opportunity to be on the bench the 2019 year so I could have a little taste of it. And to just be on the field for that experience, uh, I'll, I'll be forever grateful. What did it mean to you to see the crowd packed in the way it was and to, to every moment they were, they were gripped to it? It's just an energy, and the other team can hear it right off the bat. You know, when, whenever we're up two strikes on a hitter or whenever we got two outs or, you know, wherever we put up a big inning, like the energy in the building just amplifies that much more. And, you know, I think teams get caught up in a little bit, get caught up in that a little bit. And it's kind of nice to – it's kind of like an extra man on the field, kind of like Seattle with the 12th man for sure. Final question for you. What's it mean to you to have been able to go through this season and, and to have the, the victory at the end of the day? Uh, like I said, it means the world. Uh, there's no words that can describe this feeling. Uh, a lot of these guys are, you know, up early in the morning in the weight room. Not a lot of people see this. Every every person on this team's, you know, working their butt off. Pardon my language, but they're working their butt off every morning, day in, day out. Like, and that's what people don't see, and that's why I have all the respect to, you know, every single person on this team and every single person who helped be part of this. Alejandro, congratulations. Job well done and soak it in for a while. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your evening. Last but certainly not least, Big Bear. Dogs head coach Mitch Schmidt was at the helm when they last won in 2019 and you might be able to argue the smile was even bigger this time around. Ian sat down with him in the dog's dugout. Joined by Mitch Big Bear Schmidt, <laughs> the head coach of the Okotoks Dogs and 20... 22 Western Canadian Baseball League champion for a second time. Yes. Second, uh, <laughs> since, second well, sixth for the franchise, second time for you since yep. 2019. Um, just tell me right, just right now, how are the, what are the emotions right now? It's elation. It's we. You got to think we've been wanting to defend our title from 19 all the way through COVID. Didn't really get that opportunity to have everybody that we wanted around. Um, you know, they played last summer. Kudos. They went out and they battled. They did everything they good did. But to finally, to have this many people in one place, it's unbelievable. It's it's what you dream about. You know, it's 
it's unreal the, the support that we got from the town from not just Okotoks from Calgary the surrounding area it's every single night they came out they supported us and it's not just us that are happy just turn around and look at all the people on the field <laughs> it's a celebration for all it's it's a celebration for everybody to say we're back and it's a celebration for the league and what this is going to do people are going to see what happened here you know this year how everybody came in and there's going to be other players that want to stay here and play you know you did it yes walk me through i mean I, I, this is a franchise that's had a lot of success over the years. I'm not sure that I've seen a year that all the way through has been this successful from starting with a nine-game win streak, ending the season, regular season 9-1, regular season wins title, all-star game, uh, attendance records, just all of it. And then, you know, only one loss during the postseason. Can you encapsulate just, uh, you know, I don't know if perfect's the right word, but it's pretty darn close. I'm going to give you what we've talked about all year on. Winners win. And we've talked about that this, du this dugout, this locker room, this house where we're at, winners win. We're dogs and we win. And the guys bought in. We talked about one pitch at a time, that we're going to control the pitch is the next pitch and what has happened no big deal and we're going to control our effort and our attitude and these guys have bought in from day one from day one we bought in <laughs> you're all right did you sign my leg after i'm doing the done doing the interview <laughs> We've got requests for body parts being signed here, but it's not what you think. Yeah. <laughs> so just the, this whole season and this team, this team in the playoffs, I thought in particular, showed so many different ways of winning. Brooks, the high-powered offense came out. Uh, in Sylvan, the tight games, tight pitching, ninth inning comeback. This series had a little bit of both. High-powered offense, game one. You know, tough, tight pitching loss last night. And then the base running tonight and just more good pitching tonight. Just walk me through just that ability to, to do what you have to do. And what it came down to is we, we talked about, we told the guys when we got into the playoffs, be an athlete. Plain and simple, be an athlete. You're baseball players. You've played this game a lot. The majority of these guys, this was games freaking anywhere from 95 to 120 for them because they played the whole college season. If they went deep into the into the postseason to now, you know, hey, 56 regular season games, we played seven postseason games. So you're you're in the 70s there, and if they played 55, we're there's some of these guys possibly were in the 130s. And be an athlete, go out and play the game the way that you know you can play day in day out. Take care of the baseball and have pride, and that's what they did. That's how we kept them locked in. Some of the guys that you leaned on for this run were around in 2019. Yep. Not all of them played, but Alejandro was in this dugout celebrating that 2019 yep. win. Uh, Ricky had his fingerprints on that one and more so on this Tug, one. Tugboat. Tugboat. All those guys. What, what did it mean to see that evolution of some of the academy guys got a taste of it before and then they were the major drivers or, or major it's, contributors? What they did is they cut their teeth. 
in 19, they cut their teeth, they saw what was happening, what they wanted to be a part of, and they saw this, what's happening right now. This was the prize. That's the memories that they've made from 19 to now, they've enriched those memories. They're deeper, they're, they're bigger. It's something that they're never going to forget for the rest of their lives. And honestly, this may be the biggest moments that they play in baseball. It, some of them are going to go east, west, north, south, and not too many are going to go north. But <laughs> <laughs> You never but, know. <laughs> exactly. But what it is is they're, right now there's little kids out here that saw Ricky, that saw Hondo, that's every kid on this team. They want to be them now, and that's what Ricky Hondo, and to a point, here's the deal, what a lot of people don't know is Fernando. Fernando was in the dugout. He's gone on road trips. He he was a guy that was in the academy then, and he's playing at TRU. He's coming back and coaching with us. He's in the dugout. He's on the bus with us every day, and he is pushing that, and he's pushing that to the kids he's coaching, the 13-year-olds in this academy. So if you saw how many of the academy 13s, 14s, 15s were out here hanging out and how they come and hang out with us when we practice, it's it's just the tradition that's here. You can't, you're not going to find it anywhere else, and that's why I came here. That's why I've stuck around here. <laughs> comparing championships can be like comparing babies or comparing your children, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. How does it, this one stack up compared to 2019? As they sing, say, rings. Yeah. Realizing it never gets sweeter, it does get sweeter. Yeah. The more you get there, the, the rings, you know, now there's a whole new group of guys that have rings. And I can't compare them because they were completely different, but they both have a big spot in my heart. And guess what? There's a spot in my heart for number three, four, five, six, as long as we can go. It's us, our coaching staff, we love coaching these guys. And the love for the game, we're passing it on. That's that's where I can compare it to say the love gets bigger and bigger. Has this uh, coaching staff figured something out about uh, end of season play <laughs> that maybe wasn't happening before 2019 without uh, tipping your ad too much? What we've done is we've prepared guys as the season's gone on. When we've made small mistakes during the season, we pointed it out. We've made them into big deals that the small things count, and when you execute the small things as the season goes on, they become natural reaction, and the small things then turn into championships. Um, specifically, we've had two different times that first base was overthrown during the playoffs. We had somebody backing up early in the season. We had an overthrow, nobody was backing up, and the guy went from first to third, and the guy ended up scoring, and we lost by one run. We made a point. And as the small things have gone on, we've made a point to really focus on those and keep them in the positive. Hey, here you go. We do these things. They're going to pay off. And as they've paid off, as the season's gone, the guys have made it bigger and bigger. So the small things, when they say defense wins championships, it does. But we also prove that heart, when the guys are me guys hey pick me to be with you on that ride not hey i can do it it's pick me they do they pick each other the small things were on display tonight we saw base stealing uh, run scored on sack flies uh advancing on overthrows um just maybe talk to like 
speaks to your point a little bit. It's we we did a lot of the small stuff, and, and in fact, just the other day we had practice before game one, and Micah McDowell stepped up and said, "Hey, our base running in the Sylvan series was not." Not where it was supposed to be, in in kinder words. <laughs> and he said, I'm a part of it. I made mistakes. I'm not going to make those mistakes in this round. And we talked about some of the things, how to key to pick up those extra bases, and we executed it. And it wasn't a coach that brought it up. It was a player. And those players, when they take that on, that's means that we did our job early in the season. And that's what coaching is about. Now we can sit back and have the best seat in the house. You've got some people who want to talk to you. You've got some extracurriculars to get to. So I'll, I'll finish with this question. Just on a personal level, what does this one mean to you? To me, it it means a lot. A lot of people don't know uh, situations back home uh, that go on here in the, in the organization, anything like that. But for us to fight through everything that we've fought through as a group, it means a lot. It's huge. It, it tells us that we've defeated everything that's out there that's against us. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks again to all of our guests, as well as Ian Wilson for all his great work. Again, head to our website for his fantastic recap of the series and the champion season. And thanks as well to all of the teams, players, and coaches in the WCBL for helping us tell their stories over the season. It certainly was a summer to remember on many fronts, and we're not done telling those tales either. Make sure to subscribe on your podcast app as we have plenty of episodes coming down the pipe in the weeks ahead. A shout out as well to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. We'll keep it short this week and tip our caps to the Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy. Until next time, thank you for all your support online, on social and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.